I'm Jack McGowan. I work for Dairy NZ in the animal care space, and I'm also a farmer with my husband in the Waikato. Most of us farmers don't like sending our culls away, but once they're on the truck, they can be a bit out of sight, out of mind. But our responsibility for their welfare doesn't end at the gate, so I wanted to find out what transport was like for our cows. I got in touch with Robbie Hislop at Midlands Rural Transport, and he arranged for me to join one of his drivers on a typical run from Weparoa to Tiaraha. I met Robbie and Carl at their depot in Broadlands, just north of Taupo. We were on the road by 7.30. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Broadlands and I'm just about to go and meet Carl. Hi. Good morning Carl, Good nice to meet you. Hi. Yeah, she's pretty high to climb into too. She sure is. <laughs> so how long have you been driving? Um, I would have started driving when I was 16. Oh wow. And I'm now 45. Drove not all the time on livestock. Probably the last 20 odd years on livestock though. You've got to enjoy it. If you don't like livestock, it's never going to work. And patience is a big thing with livestock. Yeah. Take your time. So how many farms will we be, be visiting tonight? Probably about eight today. How do you plan your route? Is it all mapped out for you? You try to keep the cattle on the truck the least amount of time as you can, but it doesn't always work like that. We usually go to the closest point first and work the furthest away, or we'll go the furthest away and work back. And can you tell me about um, how you decide where they're going to go in the truck? Yep, I sort of know most of these cows will be big, big strong cows and be capable of just pinning them up as normal. Some of the cows, you, you, learn the, you learn the farms, some of the cows are quite old and you know they won't want to let them go up on the top deck so you just unload, you'll load the top safely, you'll load the top before the bottom sometimes just to make it easier for the older cows to go on the bottom. But this, this load here are mostly pretty good cows. Uh, three cows here and then we're coming back to this farm here. Most of the load today is cows, there's, oh, there's a couple of bulls but not many. You know, cows are in pretty good nick pretty good condition. So I've just jumped out of the truck to watch Carl reversing up to the ramp and we've got four Frisian dairy cows just waiting here in the yard for us. They've just, looks like they've just been milked because I can still hear the, the dairy shed and they've got a blue letter painted across their back to identify them. Up you go, up you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah, except for this half the old year. Yeah. Cheers mate, thank you. Alright. Oh, good to, good to see you mate, see you later. So you ran those, bought those cows into the front? Yes, they're in the front of the truck because it's a pen of four and that's what I wanted, it was a pen of four anyway, so they're penned up and they'll stay there. A couple of those cows there, they were just, one of them just didn't give a shit, she, they stood in the side of the pens in the wrong pens, so all the others row up the same, well, we couldn't get them through the pens, but smart old girls. Instead of just running straight to the front, they go to the closest pen and they just turn sideways like normal. Because they're... That's how they row up in the shed. Used to being in herring boat. Yes. But then they blocked the gateway so nothing else could get through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how did the, the loading go? It was all good. Yeah. They went up. See the loading, see how he's got quite a tidy ramp, loading race there. No, there, the loading ramp was a tidy setup. Pen was behind it. He likes the job done properly. 
He's one of those guys, if you go in there and try to upset his kettle, he can be pretty toey. But he's a good guy. He's a nice tidy setup here too. We're about to stop at the second farm. It's just after 8am. You'll hear the farmers and Carl working together to sort the animals for loading and an explanation of how to mark our cattle so they don't get mixed up at the works. It's bloody good with the strainer post in there, eh? Heaps of room. Good how you going, boy? <laughs> uh, how many do you want? We want? What have we got? Seven. Four bulls, four cows? Uh, no, seven bulls. Can you leave the two yep. cows? Yeah, yeah, we'll leave them in. Yep, yep. So I'll put a four of the bull, uh, three of the bulls and a four of the bulls. Yep. Get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just bring four. Where you going, mate? Yeah, big boy, yeah. Good boy, red boy. Now she's gonna go. Two cows, seven bulls. The yardmen need to know what the marks are on the cattle. Even though the cattle are eight tagged, when they get to the works, being quite a few numbers, they still pin up quite a few different lines of cattle. So when they're trying to get them out to kill them, they need to know what markings, whose cattle are getting killed. Now we're back on the road, and we've skipped a few farms for this podcast, but I was still pretty surprised when Carl said we were going to empty the effluent tanks already, and it was only 10am. I might just call into the yard and dump my shit tanks. So would you normally need to empty the tanks? Yep, two or three times. Two or three times on a load? Yep. The first thing a dairy cow will do, well, you know, they do, it'll walk in, and, and, and it's not in a, it's in a different environment, it's going to piss their shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and um, does standing them off make a difference? Hard patties, yeah. yeah just just hard patties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Well, it's, <laughs> it's proven that, like, it, it, hey, some people do stand them. Some people do yard them in water and, and dry f hard feed at night, like hay or something like that. Bind them up a bit. They okay. travel way different when they've been stood. Well, it's like having a big meal of steak, eggs and chips as a human and then getting in a truck and traveling 500 k's <laughs> what's your stomach gonna do <laughs> it's gonna wanna yeah coming up carl and i talk about other aspects of preparing cattle for transport such as mineral supplements recent research resulted in a new recommendation to supplement lactating cows with calcium before transport as well as magnesium which we've been doing for years that's because it turned out that a lot of issues were milk fever, meaning the cows had run out of the calcium they need for muscle contractions. Carl isn't so familiar with what farmers need to do before our cows go on the truck, but as you'll hear, he really notices if we haven't done our bit. We're advised to, as well as standing the cows off green feed for four hours or overnight, we're advised to give them magnesium and... You need to harden everything up, strengthen-wise too, isn't it? And some of them... Some of them do do it, and you know the ones that do do it because they'll fight. If a cow goes down, it'll get up. Whereas if it's lacking, it won't get up. And I find if they don't, if they're lacking in magnesium, they tend to bloody have a go at you too. They'll chase you. Or, and eyes, I, I'm, I look at the eyes a fair bit. If they're sunken, if they're sunken in, you know you're going to have problems. Those two cows that I picked up up the top, even though they were light condition, they were lively. Their eyes were all bubbly, and, and they were still used to say that Jersey still tried to run away. <laughs> <laughs> so how do farmers respond when you do say that you're not going to take... Oh, you get some of them that just get all stupid, but just bite your tongue and say, oh, hang on, here's the number, ring the office. And as Robbie will pretty much say, the driver has got the last say. He's the one that's got to deal with this. Very, very rarely now do you have any problem. 
G'day, boy. Yeah. All right. Up the old farm's looking nice and um, nice and bright, green. And... Yeah. Oh, are you going to hop up here, girls, just nicely? Come on. Look at that. Put a spray. We got to give us a spray can there. Hey, yeah, are they what? They one fat one with a few steaks on the back of it. Yeah. Has that been dried off for a while? Oh, that would be carryover. Oh. All right, mate. See you, mate. That was a quick load. Yeah, they they were quite hyped up. Those cows. They're just in the last pin on the bottom. That's on the last yeah. pin on the bottom, and the neck. Hopefully, without this guy, where we're going next. Sometimes the cows, the condition's not very good of them, so I leave them behind. He's um, done it a few times. So I just don't, don't even bother. You've been doing this a while, so you find it easy enough to say, "Look, I'm not, I'm not taking these today." Yeah, for for a start, I didn't, but now. Because years years ago when I first started doing, you'd just take them and you'd have so many problems. You'd have a cow go down and now the vets just, vets jump on you and all that, so it's not worth a hassle. So the, the, the farmers, those will keep them and at least put them on the down cow truck. And that's what I say to people now. And if they just argue the point, I'll just bring the office. So the down cow truck means euthanize them on farm? Yeah. 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 Send, send them for something like rendering. Or get pet food. Yeah, pet food. Yeah. yeah, I don't know whether there are people like that. I don't. I don't know. I just think it's better than having them put up with pain and shit like that and go through the hassle going to the freezing works. And you mentioned that sometimes you need to leave an animal behind because it's too thin. Too thin. Yeah. Is there any other reason why? Oh, I'll leave an animal behind if it has a cut or or a wound on it or something like that. It's exposed or. Unless I've got a vet cert for it, I'll even leave them behind with vet certs. Yeah, because yes. they'll just go down. You can just see there'll be a problem. So you mentioned vet certificates. No one today has got a vet certificate. No, no one's got a vet And nine times out of ten, the vet cert animals have all got to stay on the bottom. But the, some of the vet certs are only for cancerous eyes. Animals strong. They can go straight up the top deck. Some of them have got old uh, injuries. Like, say, if they've had a crook hit, you leave them on the bottom deck. Don't try to upset it going up a ramp. And do you usually know in advance what the vet certificate is for? Like, nah, what's on it? Not until you get there. Surprise. <laughs> those are big boys in the paddock there. It's our, those are the, our yards, stockyards. Oh, OK. Yeah. Why would animals go to your yards? Uh, probably because... Uh, uh, holding there to go to a place tomorrow that the truck's got to go out to rather than run it out especially tonight or there's a truck coming in to get them or they could be next doors here I don't know or they could have come from the Hawke's Bay and they're going up the Waikato or something and that truck's not going up the Waikato it's going the other way or do you know much about what happens at the works nah not really eh? I know they go along the chain and up the stunning blocks and that's as far as I know do the facilities or the way they manage the animals not stop the ship the, does that vary between works yeah. um, no nah, they're pretty similar most of them will take them off and wash them sort of thing pin them up close to where they've got to be lifted like not lifted but put up the shoots to be slaughtered well, I haven't sort of had much like I take them there I don't have the time to if we're in a queue there or something I'll have a look around yeah. how long might you be in a queue at, at the 
nothing not very often sometimes if they're really busy you might sit up there for an hour or so but they're pretty good now when there is a breakdown what happens oh shut the works down until the job's fixed or the cattle all on say if a day's kill you know you might have a day's kill lost you have to get rid of those cattle that are on the truck somewhere you don't have to go back to the farms or go to the nearest works yeah. i'd hate to have the nightmare of figuring it, out. it out and that's another reason like another reason i'll always load the truck for something to hit like if something happens like if you get moved you have an accident it's always loaded properly you know this you know like these cattle have got heaps of room in the pens you picked a good day a good load to come on you're, you're running the right way around you're not running backwards and forwards to pick it up if you had been with me on monday it took a long time for that load yeah and it took i was probably unhooked four or five times wow yeah just through having to go to farmers runoffs that you can't get trailers into and farms you can't get trailers into and it just it would took all day to do one load whereas today i'll do this load and i'll do a load home yeah. so it'll be a profitable day today Robbie mentioned when I first met him that the standard of the cows that oh, farmers are sending is a lot better. Yeah, it's a lot better. And can you tell me how the standard of the cow has, has changed? The standard of the conditions of the cows has changed quite a bit in the last five years. So the body condition yeah. of them is School counts are, yeah, body conditions are a lot better. Just looking at a cow like, so as I said before, you can look at a cow in my, in my situation with doing it so long, you, you know what a good condition cow is and how, how it's going to handle on a truck. And we've got seven cows in here. He's just turning up now, so they'll be out the back of the yard. We're at the second to last farm. It's a beautiful farm. It's lots of, lots of trees planted and a huge tank of track, which made it fairly easy for the truck to get in and reverse. So this is our second to last stop and just going to shuffle some cows from the trailer to the truck. You can see him walking across the top of the truck. So why are these girls going? Um, they look in good condition. It's brown yeah, like because I've been in the once a day herd for a long time. So yeah. I, think been okay, but I think the majority of them have just been treated many times with mastitis. Ah yes, yeah. I'm not sure about. Have you got a spray candy? Any colour? Yeah, any colour. That is a big cow. Yeah. You go back. Come on. Yeah, there's going to be seven. Then it's six. One farm to go. One farm, yep. What a sweet run. Very good run. That's a big cow there. I tried to stop her from going up top, but she. She's up top. She's up the top. Mm. Big tall girl. She's up. She's standing up like above the walk rail. She's off. She's right. She's pretty determined to go up there. So. So you just have to trust her to stand. And there's enough room the in the right pen place. to be able to just yeah. stand up. So some of the some of the covers, like I, I always use my covers. Some of the covers rub in the middles of the backs too. Oh right. Mm. Yeah. They flap. And they rub on the cover on the backs of the cattle. But that's just a, that, that's not a deep down rub. Yeah. Like the walk rails are a deep down rub. And like I couldn't, I didn't believe how much, when they kill them, 
how much detail they went into to take photos of how much damage was in the meat. It was unbelievable, especially in some of that prime, that big stairs. Like all the way you're going, oh, fuck, I hope that cow doesn't get tower up there. She's just gone up here. Like some people, ah, we're right, let's put them up there. Well, it's not the attitude anymore. We've just stopped at the last farm for the day, but we're still talking about tail rubbing and what transporters do to prevent it. It's about 11.15, so it took us about three hours to get around the eight farms, and we're still a couple of hours from arriving at the processor. And is there a difference between the bottom and top deck? Same, Same height. Same height, and it's just trying to, like we're trying to get out of this, you're talking about, like you say this morning about tail rubbing and that Robbie's tail rubbing, and that. Mm. that's a big problem, eh? Like, and these crates are pretty deep, but yep. when you've got them jammed in, they can't move around, but it's up under. I, I noticed some of the crates, some of the newer crates, I've tried to lift right up high. The, the, yeah, the top? top yeah. Um, but the, some of the rubbing's done from the floors coming down on them too, I think, eh? Like, that's what I've noticed. Mm. Some some trucks are bigger, better off a bigger cattle on the uh, yep. up top than on the bottom because there's more room up top. Right, so you have to know your truck and the cattle that you're going to pick up. Like at Galatea's a classic example, we've got two guys out there that do steers. You wouldn't then put them up top. They just rub the shit out of them. Mm. They put them on the bottom and just pin them up at about pin to three so they can move out of the way. Mm. And I've, I've had no problems. But and top, top, or you'll yeah. leave that big line till last so they're not on the truck too long. Have they got both got a mark on them, bro? Yeah, it oh, just should be on their back where they can see it. Ah, oh, that's so good. They're only staying there. See how my mate is up there. She's alright. She's alright. She's standing across the pen. You know, I just looked at just to check them that they that she's alright. Well, those are those bulls in there anyway. So I noticed you're checking them at almost. Yeah, I just checked. I just checked. Because with the dairy cow, just to see if they're down, up, yeah. down. I, um, see these the old jerseys, she's fine. Yeah, I just quite often I'll just yeah, I just check them. It's like having kids, you keep what an eye on them. But the latches. Oh that's what the gates latch do. Ah, and then yeah, up yeah. there up there there's another one. They're latched up there too. Yeah, because the force that these um the weight that these cattle put on doors, if you don't pin them, they just bend them. The reason Carl is checking on them so regularly is because they can go down. And once they go down, it's tricky for them to stand up again, especially while the truck is moving or if the floor is slippery with effluent. You can hear that he is more concerned about the cows than the bulls. That's because cows can develop milk fever. When we send them away in milk, they're still putting calcium into that milk, which means that over time they have less calcium available to contract their muscles so they can get wobbly on their feet. We don't want that to happen to our girls. So if we're sending them on a truck while they're still in milk, we do need to give them extra calcium before they go to make sure they don't run out. Now we're back on the road and heading to the processor at Tiaraha. So the chat naturally turns to what happens at that end of the journey. Are you expected to arrive at the works within a certain window or is it yeah. quite flexible? Nah, they just, well, this, we've got a window that will probably be between might be between lunchtime and three o'clock with these, or two thirty, I suppose. But with it being so busy at the moment, you you just get them loaded and get up there. I found you just get up there. And when the bulls on, they're pretty good with the bulls. They'll get them unloaded pretty quick. The cows might stand around a little bit while you're waiting. But so say like nine times out of ten now, they're organised enough to get you unloaded pretty quick. And years ago, you used to sit up there for 
hours. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks. It's all good. I just come in on tram read, mate. Oh, yeah, that'll be. That'll do. See you, mate. Next, we're waiting to unload at the processor. Then you'll hear us back on the road. We got to the processor about half one, and the cows were unloaded at two o'clock. So what, how many trucks do you think they would get rode up now? Oh, sitting out on the road sometimes. Okay. I'll be out on the road. I'll be eight or ten wow. waiting to unload. You're right if the yards aren't full, you, you can manoeuvre around, you can get them unloaded pretty quick. Do you notice a difference? You know, if you're picking up cows, dairy cows, in spring versus, so early culls compared to this yeah. time of year, summer culls? And if they've had a good spring, they're, they're fairly lively and, and strong. Um, they, they seem to be a bit more drained this time of the year with the heat. Yeah. All right, catch you later. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. So that was it. I've just been dropped off outside of work. Um, it's 3.15. Carl's on his way to pick up deer from two farms. He'll be home in Taupo by 8pm. We drove from Taupo to Te Araha, a trip that would normally take a couple of hours by car but took us six hours. We picked up from eight farms to fill a truck and trailer with cows and bulls. It was great to see most cows in good condition. They handled the journey well. We've really improved our selection of cows and transport over the years. But there is still more we can do. This was a good run. Carl is a very experienced driver and we had no breakdowns or delays. Not every run is as smooth as that. I've been on a similar run that took 10 hours because we had to visit 10 farms and we had a few delays with roadworks and farmers not being quite ready. Nothing major, but it all adds to an already long journey. Once cows arrive at the processor, they could wait up to 24 hours. Usually they don't wait so long, but as farmers we don't know in advance how long it will be between our cows leaving the farm and when they're killed. So we need to prepare our cows in case they have a long journey or wait. That includes making sure they're in good condition and arranging a vet check if we aren't sure, then standing them off green feed so they don't tr fill the truck with effluent, but that doesn't mean standing them off all feed. We can still give them hay or silage, which will stop them feeling hungry. And finally, making sure they have enough calcium and magnesium on board to keep their muscles working for at least 24 hours. They won't be eating, so they need more than what they would be getting if they stayed on farm. We can give the calcium and magnesium to them as a slurry, dusted on feed, in a molasses slick, or as an oral drench. Whatever you think is going to work for your farm. A final thanks to Robbie and Carl for letting us join them for the day. Check out the Dairy NZ website for more information about how you can give your cows the best send-off. Just search Transport Dairy NZ.